the topic today is friendship with Krishna. It's one of the nine processes of devotional service. But um, before we can be friends with Krishna, we, we need to understand a little bit about him. Uh, it's good to know, if you're going to be a friend with Krishna, it's good to know about him, what he likes, and uh, uh, what he, who he is, actually. So we're, we're devotees, and uh, we practice chanting, hearing, how to, how to be a friend with Krishna, that's something else. How to be Krishna's friend. So that's the topic. Um, so first thing, Bhagavad Gita says, one of the seed verses, the first seed verse says, Krishna says, Aham Sarvasya I'm the source of all spiritual material worlds. Everything emanates from me. And so he's our father. In, uh, in this verse, he's explaining. But there's a second part to the verse. So if, if he is the source of all the, everything we see, that means that uh, everything belongs to him. Who is the, it belongs to the creator. It belongs to the source. It belongs to the, who it's coming from. So whatever we see in this world belongs to Krishna. Now, if we really believe that and if we accept that, then we'll have a certain behavior. So the verse, uh, the seed verse, the first part is uh, who Krishna is, and the second part is how we should be, how we should behave with him. <coughs> second part of the verse: Iti matva bhajante mam bhuta bhava samamita. Uh, so the principle is that everything belongs to Krishna. Everything is Krishna's, and the behavior is that uh, you worship Krishna by devotional service with all your heart. That's what these sages do. The wise who perfectly know this engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their hearts. All their hearts. Well, the verse says Buddha and Bhava. So Bhava is all your heart, and Buddha means your intelligence too. Uh, you will have to be intelligent, and also you have to have feeling with Krishna, both. And, uh, and then, of course, the next verse says what the devotees do, that they're always talking about Krishna. And they're getting very great satisfaction and happiness by this talk. So Krishna tells us in Gita what he likes. Leaf of flower, fruit, or water, if you offer in devotion, you should offer this to me. Now, what we see in this world, it's very hard to see Krishna in this world. So therefore, um, Bhagavatam describes this universal form, that you can relate the things of this world to Krishna. Uh, the, every herb, every plant, every tree has a purpose in the universal form of the Lord. It has a service. It has a service. And when Maharaj Yudhisthira was here, uh, the, all the, the trees, the plants, were producing everything. Uh, the earth was producing all necessities, the cows were happy, and the rivers, the oceans, the hills, the mountains, the forests, uh, the creepers, they were paying their tax quota to the king. Not only the people paid tax, the rivers, the oceans, the hills, they were freely giving minerals and jewels and everything uh, to the king. So they were, they were actually showing their love for Krishna, they were showing their friendship they were Krishna conscious, like in the spiritual world. Uh, everything's Krishna conscious, even the food. 
Radha Prabhupada had um, someone asked Prabhupada about the spiritual world, and he said, "Yeah, there, um, Radharani's cooking, and uh, she's asking the rice. She's cooking some rice, and she's asking, are you done yet?'" <laughs> and they're saying, "Give us a few minutes more." <laughs> so it's it's all all the, every everything everything is in the spiritual world loves Krishna. Now here we have to uh, be the intermediaries. We have to take the things of this world and offer them to Krishna and with love, and then we can have friendship with Krishna. And so everything has a purpose in nature. The river. It's supposed to give us clean water, of course, now. It's all become polluted. You have to buy water. I never imagined so many years ago that the, the time would come when you'd have to pay for water. Even in China, you think you have to pay for air. You get some oxygen <laughs> so you can breathe. Yeah. Japan? <laughs> huh? You, did you go there? No, no, no. You have to pay for air. I mean, we take for granted these things. Um, so the vegetables, the creepers, they all have their purpose. And we don't know the purpose, so we think they're weeds. We pull them out. Uh, that was my, my daughter-in-law. She's like a natural herbalist. And when my son wants to... Cl- pull out the weeds. She says, no, 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 don't pull the weeds out. I want them for medicine. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we just don't know how to use the gifts of Krishna. Krishna has given us so much. He's given us so, so much opulence. And if we want to make friendship with Krishna, we have to offer it to him. Uh, Prabhupada gives an example of um, how the herbs are so powerful the herbs in the natural, in the forest. He said one time in 1932, he had a toothache and went to the, so many dentists and nobody could help him, nobody could cure it. So his servant took him to the village and they picked, uh, he, they went to one village doctor, Vaidya, Ayurvedic doctor, and uh, he took one root and touched it to his cheek and all the germs came out okay. from his tooth, and the pain went away. <laughs> so, yeah, still to be discovered by the scientists. <laughs> they have not discovered that herb yet that <laughs> will take all the pain away. Maybe they don't want to, because then they can't do root canals. And <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's like that. Somebody was just, who, some scientist was telling me... Um, I, uh, there, one scientist in the congregation was saying, uh, you know, now they have a cure for cancer. Your own body can cure itself. But because it's an alternative treatment, you have to pay millions of dollars for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said that's the difference between modern medicine and outside. Natural. is Natural is cheap. And modern <laughs> they'll charge you the same millions of dollars. So anyway... Yeah, so if you're Krishna conscious, then it's it's much easier to live in this world. Um, if the king is Krishna conscious, especially, so now we have a little hope with um, our, who's, what's her name? I forgot. Um, 
He was running for Chelsea. president. Yeah, Tulsi. Tulsi, yeah. Yeah, so you're here in this in her neighborhood in Washington, right? Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, her present neighborhood. Okay, so we need to um, be Krishna conscious, be friends with Krishna. Prabhupada gives another example of how um, we can be Krishna conscious and, and even cure diseases. He said there was a plague epidemic in 19, 1898 in Calcutta, and people, hundreds and thousands of people were dying. And he said, I was one, one year old or one and a half, and there was a plague. And then the, the one Babaji organized, Sankirtan, and they did Harinam to every house, and the plague was, was stopped mm-hmm. by the Harinam party. And so this, this sound is, is very, very powerful. So now we have other people who are called impersonalists, and they think, I am God. But Prabhupada says in one purport, the impersonalist wrongly concludes he is the Lord, but the personalist of a great gratitude worships the Lord in devotional service. So here is, we're going to discuss why we should offer to Krishna, offer things, why we should be friends with Krishna. We should be grateful. That's the first reason. We should be grateful that Krishna has given us all these things in this world that we can, so we can live, we can breathe, we can eat, we can do so many things. So out of gratitude we should offer, we should offer things to Krishna. Um, uh, So pure devotee also understands that everything belongs to Krishna, not only Krishna, but to Krishna's devotees. Mm. So the devotee, he's a representative of Krishna. In the, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, there is the um, story of King Prithu. And the four Kumaras came to instruct him. And afterwards, he wanted to offer them some dakshina. He wanted to offer them some present. But he said, it's my duty to offer you something, but all I possess are the remnants of the food of the Brahmins. So what can I offer? It's, it's your, your gifts. It all belongs to you. So this is the attitude. Well, not only it belongs to Krishna, it belongs to his devotees too. And so then he was thinking, you know, what can I offer now? <laughs> Everything is yours. So out of love, out of friendship, we, we try to offer things. Sudama is our example. He, didn't, he wasn't a rich person, but he had love. He had this, this chipped rice, which was not offerable. Uh, it was, and, and he didn't want, he was ashamed to offer it. But Krishna saw how full of bhakti it was and he grabbed it. I want that. (laughs) I want that. I want that chipped rice. And it wasn't even his. He had to borrow it. He was so poor. And he gave that little rice and he got a huge palace in return. The fruit lady, she gave all the fruit she could and she got a basket full of jewels. But we shouldn't think like that. <laughs> we shouldn't think, okay, I'm going to get a house, a palace, if I, if I worship Krishna. So there's four things we can offer. Um, there's a verse in 10th Canto, 22nd chapter, verse 35, that everyone should serve the Lord by his prana, his life, his artha, his wealth, his intelligence, 
dhya. And his words, vacha. Itavad janma safayam dehirami hadehi supranar artatiya vacha. Shea acharanam sada. Welcome. So here, here we are bringing offerings to Krishna because that's how we, we, we can make friendship. Gururaj is here and he wants to be friends with you. <laughs> He's waiting for your offerings. <laughs> He's waiting for you to offer things to him. Welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, Quinty. Yes. And Gopi. Yes. <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> It's good because I'm getting old, but Krishna is helping me. <laughs> Thank you, Krishna. So we're talking about becoming friends with Krishna, and four things we can offer. Of course, before the four things, there was a fruit, a flower, leaf, and water. But you, you outdid that. You brought something cooked, so that's nice. The devotion is what counts. We're looking for Krishna is looking for devotion. He wants to eat that. That's what he wants to eat. So here we're talking about four other things that is described in Srimad Bhagavatam. In the 10th canto, when, when Krishna was glorifying the trees, it was an interesting, it was just after the pastime, well, no, it was not after, it was just before the pastime of the wives of the Brahmanas. So he was hinting that these trees are better than the Brahmanas that <laughs> don't want to give anything. So he was, he was glorifying the trees. So four things, he said, you, you can give um, to Krishna. Prana Prana is your life. Give your life. If you can't do that, okay, no problem. Pranarartar. Give some money. Give some of your possessions. Oh, if you, if you can't do, if you think you have no money, not enough, then, okay, dia, there's your intelligence. You can plan things. You can uh, do so many things with your intelligence for Krishna. But if you think, well, I'm not very intelligent, one more thing left, <laughs> vacha, your words. You can speak something, you can chant Hare Krishna, you can preach to somebody, sell a book. And so four things you can do for Krishna. Now Prabhupada, he had a very special vision. He, he saw that everything in this world is belonging, is part of Krishna, but somehow it's separated right now. So we have to take the things of this world and, and use them in Krishna's service. So not only he saw the things of this world, he saw the, the living entities of this world as meant to be offered to Krishna, meant to be used in his service. So he wants to offer everybody, not only, he said, in this world, but in the universe. That was his mission. So he engaged all of us. Some of us had nothing. Most of us, I think, were, didn't have much opulence and still don't <laughs> um, to, to give to Krishna. But others had, did have something, like Jayananda, he gave his savings to Prabhupada to print Nectar of Devotion. Brahmananda gave his life savings, $5,000, when he joined. So when he met Prabhupada, he, he, he was asking, so can I have the three-volume set of Srimad Bhagavatam? And Prabhupada said, that will be extra. 
So he said it was much harder to get that $16 than the $5,000. Because then he was a brahmachari and he'd have no money. <laughs> so Prabhupada knew how to get everything from us. And in one lecture, in the early days, 1966, one of the very earliest lectures, Prabhupada told the devotees, you have to be friends with Krishna. Can you imagine? And there were only a few months or days devotees, and they're going to be friends with Krishna, right? <laughs> it's a very high thing. When he said how, he, he quoted a verse, Dadati grihi patigrinati guhyamakyati prichati bhunti pojati chaiva sadvidam pitilakshanam. So an act of instruction says these six things are shown uh, if you make friendship with devotees. Offering gifts in charity, accepting charitable gifts, revealing one's mind and confidence, inquiring confidentially, accepting prasadam, and offering prasadam are six symptoms of love shared by one devotee and another. So Prabhupada said, these six things you have to do with Krishna also. Did you ever think like that? Good. <laughs> Good you think like that. Because uh, that's what Prabhupada said in the very early days, you know, and it's not like after ten years he started preaching like that. No, it was 1966. He was already... Because uh, we usually have those to each other. Yeah, usually so we have it with each other. idea to do the same thing between you and Krishna. I know. It's, it's a whole different concept. Yeah, so, and, and we were doing it actually in the early days. Uh, we were offering and taking prasadam. We were um, giving gifts to Krishna and accepting the remnants, like flowers and whatever. And we were revealing our mind in confidence. So I'll, I'll tell you a little later. And we were hearing the answer. So. I'll read a little bit about the, the lecture. I'll read some of This is uh, a lecture in Bhagavad Gita, 9th chapter, 24th to 26th chapter, verse in New York, 1966. It was on that verse of Pacham It says, just, now we have to make friendship with Krishna, Prabhupada said in the lecture. Just like if you want to go see somebody very great, you have to make some connection with him. Introduce yourself in a loving manner. So if we want to transfer ourselves to Krishna Loka, then we have to prepare ourselves how to love Krishna. Nectar of instruction, there are six kinds of loving exchanges described, so we have to deal with Krishna in this way. And the beginning is offering. Even a poor man can offer these things. They are available anywhere. The real thing is love. So how to love Krishna in another lecture, where is this? If I have, let me see if I have this reference. Teachings of the Quest for Enlightenment. Is that a name of a book? T Q E. T Q E. Yes. Because I'm not familiar with these yeah. new kind of books that came out. Mm -hmm. So in this book, Prabhupada says, "So you must practice how to love Krishna." So listen carefully how to love Krishna. And Prabhupada said, and this was also early lecture. First, you have to rise early in the morning. You don't like to, but if you think, I will rise early to satisfy Krishna. So first thought in the morning, when you're laying in your bed, I'm getting up to satisfy Krishna. Krishna's my friend. I want to make him happy. Therefore, I'm getting out of bed early. Second, this is the beginning. Then, next, 
I have to chant 16 rounds of the Hare Krishna mantra on my beads. Prabhupada said, you may be lazy. You may not want to do it. But if you want to love Krishna, you must do it. And so this is, again, an early lecture. Early lecture. In the beginning, you have to learn how to love Krishna, but when you actually come to the state of love of God, there is no question of have to. You will spontaneously follow the regulative principles because love is there. Learning to love Krishna is something like developing love in our ordinary affairs. If I love a girl, he says, I will give her a flower or other present. This is one of the six exchanges of love. You have to give a gift to your beloved. You also have to accept gifts. Then, guya makyati prichati, opening one's mind to the beloved. Guya means very confidential things. And akyati means disclosing. You must disclose your innermost thoughts to your beloved, and he, he'll disclose his innermost thoughts to you. Then, bhunkte bojayate chaiva, giving the lover something to eat and accepting food from him. These are the six ways of increasing love. If you act in these ways with Krishna, you'll develop love for him. So now the point of inquiring confidentially on revealing your mind. In the early days, 1970, when I joined the temple, um, once a week we all had to line up and go in front of the deities and re give a report what we did that week and reveal our minds in front to the deities. Every one of us. I remember I was just a new bhakti, what, one month, one day in the temple, one week in the temple, and I had to go up and reveal my mind <laughs> to the deities. And, uh, Would the others be listening? or you were just No, no, no. It was personal. <laughs> it was confidential. Yeah, it, no, no. It wasn't like an allowed, we didn't have loudspeakers <laughs> in those days. <laughs> no, it was very personal. <laughs> we, we, we were low tech, no high tech. Um, so it was very personal. It was very personal. We did that. And uh, the treasurer had to go and report. And, and we all had to give our reports to the deities and uh, tell what was in our heart, what was in our mind. Like Facebook asks what's on your mind. <laughs> so now we have a new way to express our innermost thoughts. Everybody tells what's on their mind on Facebook. <laughs> there's, I, I, I connected with one, one purport, there's one purport, a beautiful purport about impersonalists that Prabhupada gives, and he says that they're exchanging their thoughts on the mental speculation exchange. So Facebook, you could call the mental speculation exchange, because <laughs> everybody's revealing their mind. <laughs> it's like, okay. No, we have a better person to reveal our mind to, and that is Krishna. Uh, and we want to be friends with him. Uh, so, And prayer means we go to the deities, reveal our mind, and then we get an answer too. And it may come immediately or it may take some time. But he definitely answers all sincere prayers that you have. And so there's two attitudes, the one of the impersonalist and one of the personalist. The impersonalist thinks, I'm God. So I'll become one with God and become God. Just like he looks out at the things of this world and he thinks, yeah, everything is God. Everything I see is God. And I am also God. And things like that. Um, pantheism. 
but we see God in everything and everything as part of God. So that's spiritual pantheism. We do look, and, and, and Shimabhagutam instructs us that we should not see the things of this world as objects for our sense gratification, but we should see them as our shiksha gurus. Uh, the earth is our guru, the wind, the sky, the fire, the water, they're all our gurus. And that you can learn about in Uddhava Gita, in Bhagavatam, chapters 7, 8, and 9. Three chapters, Uddhava Gita. And so devotees' attitude, I'm servant of God, I'll become one in interest. I want to be one with Krishna's desire. So then he uses everything in Krishna's service. Um, now at the London airport, the reporters challenged him uh, because the reporters when saw when Prabhupada arrived, everyone hit the ground. <laughs> and that kind of made them think, hmm, <laughs> what's going on here? And so then, first question, do you think you are God? <laughs> and Prabhupada said, spiritual masters should be given all respects as God. <laughs> but if he thinks he's God, he's a dog. <laughs> what can they say? <laughs> Nobody could answer Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> he, really, he really explained it nicely. So for the impersonalist, he, he cannot eat because he wants to, he thinks everything is maya, even food is maya. Uh, he tries to avoid nice food. Prabhupada, this isn't appropriate to Bhagavad Gita 263. Whereas an impersonalist tries to avoid good eatables, a devotee knows Krishna is the supreme enjoyer and he, and he eats all that is offered to him in devotion. And we get the prasad. So when we look, when a, when a pure devotee looks at the world, he sees everything as prasad, Krishna's mercy. Whatever happens is Krishna's mercy. So what is the best offering we can make? You know, we talked about many different types of offerings. If you were to look at Radharani here, on her one of her feet, on her lotus foot, there you would find a mark of the sacrificial altar. Yes. You've seen it. No, I mean, yeah, on the, yeah, yeah, on the picture, yeah. Picture. You've seen the picture. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't mean you saw it. Uh, yeah, I meant the picture. I meant the picture. Yeah. I think that was a blessing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 there for everybody to see. You know, we have modern technology. Almost, we can almost go to the spiritual world, but not quite. Um, yeah, but we see pictures. We see pictures of the spiritual world and get an idea of what it's like. So this, has, this mark has many meanings. One, one meaning is the sins of those who meditate on her feet are burned up as if on the altar of sacrifice. So you meditate on that. And also, just as the universe is nourished by the Brahman is offering fire sacrifices, those who offer their minds and sacrifice to her feet stimulate universal nourishment that affects all of creation. So if you meditate on that mark, you will stimulate universal nourishment. It will help the universe. It, you will nourish the universe if you offer your mind. Meditate on her lotus feet here. 
if you offer your mind in sacrifice to Radharani, to her feet. Now here's the one that I think is really my favorite and the most important. Um, the universe, whatever we see, is the form of Krishna. And the offering is the form of Radha. Oh. <laughs> so put them together and that's the shown by the mark of a sacrificial altar. When you offer the things of this world, then you're bringing Radha and Krishna together. So, isn't that nice? <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful meditation. So, how do we do that? We chant Hare Krishna. We chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Um, when I was Pujari in Calcutta, Prabhupada gave many lectures there. And usually he would mention the deities. He really liked the deities, Radha Govinda. And one time he said that this worship is under the direction of Shimati Radharani, Daivi Prakriti. And in Nectar Devotion, Chapter 1, it says, if you want to do devotional service, it means to follow in the footsteps of Radharani. So devotees in Vrindavan put themselves under the care of Radharani in order to achieve perfection in their devotional service. So devotional service is not an activity of the material world. It is directly under the control of Radharani. So, and then in Nectar Devotion, quotes Bhagavad Gita. Uh, what is that verse? Mahatmanas to Mampartam. Daivim Prakritim Ashitaha. You know that verse? Uh, the great souls, they put themselves, they work under the direction of the internal potency. Daivim Prakriti. So here in Nectar Devotion, Prabhupada says, Bhagavad Gita is confirmed the Mahatmas or great souls are under the protection of Daivi Prakriti, internal energy, Radharani. So Radharani is there in Bhagavad Gita, hidden, <laughs> hidden in, in that uh, most confidential chapter, chapter 9. She's hidden in that verse. And Prabhupada reveals her in Nectar of Devotion. Do you mind saying that one more time, the reading, the, the verse? The okay. Um, in Bhagavad Gita, it is confirmed the Mahatmas, or great souls, are under the protection of Daivi Prakriti, internal energy, Radharani. Yeah, it's, uh, you can, we can read what it says in Bhagavad Gita. You can pass it. There's a Gita behind you, and we can see what, what does Bhagavad Gita say. No, the, oh, yeah. Yeah, the English one. Right next, right next. I was looking for the color. Yeah, no, it's a different color. 9.26. No, nine, sorry. 9.13. Today we're, we're finding out how to be friends with Krishna. <laughs> Want to read? <laughs> we can pass it here. Mahatmanasamam Prata Daivam Prakritim Ashrata Vajantananya Manasoknyata Buddha Dimapyayam. O son of Prata, those who are not deluded, the great souls, are under the protection of oh. the divine nature. Under the protection? It's mm. even are, better. <laughs> yeah. They are fully engaged in devotional service because they 
know me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, original and inexhaustible. So going back to the beginning of class, you know, we have to know Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then, we, and then when we perform devotional service, Abhidea, we take shelter of Radharani. And according to Prabhupada's revelation here in Nectar of Devotion. So that's when we do devotional service. Would you like to make offering? Um, a couple more minutes, ten, ten minutes more. Oh, you're waiting for a special time. Yeah, something is being cooked. Oh, <laughs> okay. The auspicious time has not Just arrived. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Yes, we don't want to miss whatever's being cooked. Giraj doesn't want to miss it. Uh, so we will. He will wait. <laughs> okay. Um, so we are hearing how to how to be friends with Krishna. We do, we offer different things, we offer prasad, we accept prasad, we offer boga, we accept prasad, we offer gifts, we accept gifts, we reveal our mind and we hear the answer, and we take shelter of the internal energy with bhakti, bhakti is the most important thing when we do all these things, with, with bhakta, bhakti, with devotion. So that means we have to take shelter of Srimati Radharani if we really want to be friends with Krishna. And she'll recommend us. We need a recommendation when we go to the spiritual world. You can't just go there and say, here I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, who sent you? <laughs> who sent you? So if Radharani recommends you, if Srila Prabhupada recommends you, your guru recommends you, then, and then they will open the doors. Yeah. So the sages of Namasaranya had a realization while performing their fire sacrifice. This is what first canto eighteen chapter verse twelve. Karmanyasme anash vase to madon rat manam bavan apayatigovinda padapadma savamatu. We have just begun the performance of this fruit of activity, sacrificial fire, without certainty of its result due to the many imperfections in our action. Our bodies have become black from the smoke. But we are factually pleased by the nectar of the lotus seat of personality of Godhead Govinda, which you are distributing. So in this age of Kali, our offering, our sacrifice, is not a fire. Uh, it's not the essential sacrifice. But it's a sacrifice of our ears, our tongue, our minds, and, and the nectar of association with Radha Krishna in the form of the holy name. That is our way, best way to make friendship with Krishna in this age of Kali, recommended by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, I will stop here. If there's any questions or comments. Please, can you repeat uh, the thing that you said? Um, if I'm saying this correctly, um, the universe is uh, like the form of yeah, okay. Krishna. Yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah. The mark on the lotus feet of Radharani. One of the meanings, I, I feel like the most important meaning, universe is the form of Krishna, and the offering is the form of Radha. This perfect union is indicated by the mark of a sacrificial altar. So bring Radha and Krishna together. That's what everybody's doing in the spiritual world. So we have to practice here.
By chanting, chanting we're bringing together Hare Krishna. We're bringing Radha and Krishna together when we chant. Also. So that's... Thank you. Yeah, that's really... Well, how we can be friends with Krishna. So then the next topic would be Atmani Vedanam. Huh? Somebody else has that. <laughs> next week. <laughs> Next month. Next oh, month. it's once a month. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It would be nice if it was every Yeah. This idea that, that, of course, you need God has mercy, can't just show up in the spiritual world. But yeah. I'm here, but I often think of that in terms of taking a spiritual master also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Unless yeah. you're able to really, yeah. you know, not just surrender here, but accept that I need help and I can't yes. show up. Yes, I can't do it alone. You know, yeah, yes. and not only the spiritual master, but all the Vaishnavas. You know, that Guru Sadhu Shastra. It's such we a need, perfect, you know, preparation so that it's right. not... We need Guru, you know. we need Sadhu, Sadhu, the yeah. association, and we need Shastra, we need the scriptures. And if you try to do one with the, uh, without the others, then you're going to be in trouble. And this has been shown in, in the history of our movement. Yeah, or the tendency to think we're kind of trained like that, you know, like I can do it myself. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, and this is the modern New Age philosophy. Yeah, helping us say, actually, I can't figure it out, and I need every help I can get. Yeah, I want mercy. Yeah, the yogis, the yogic path is I can do it myself. The jnani path is I can do it myself. But the devotee path is I need help. I need mercy. So they don't get the mercy, you know. The impersonalists and the, the Ganis, the yogis. Because they're very, I, I can control my senses with my intelligence. And and, and Giriku shared an interesting point on that this morning in class, that in other ages, Bhakti was also there, hmm. but because people were more capable of doing yes. bigger sacrifices right. or long yogic things, they kind of actually wanted to do it, you know? <laughs> right. Like really wanted to... to yeah, it was Yuga Dharma. Yuga Dharma. Rather than just saying, well, let me just do bhakti and beg for the mercy. You know, so yeah, and I think, it, interesting. like our age is, it's every, struggle. our age is, it's perfect. Also, bhakti is perfect for our age because we're hopeless. <laughs> in in Kali Yuga, you know, it, it's, it's so much, so much distraction, so much contamination. Yeah, yeah, we are mercy cases. We need mercy. <laughs> We're all mercy cases. We are proud mercy cases of that. Yeah, we need mercy. Yes, we all need a case manager of the social workers. Really going with this idea. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, case manager. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, your guru is your case manager. He's answerable to his guru, and they're all ans- up to Krishna. They're all yeah. answerable to Krishna. And it's ultimately Krishna is the one, he's the, at the top, who is, who is everybody's answerable to. Yeah. Any other questions? What we need to do to get the mercy? I mean, <laughs> we need I know to mercy do. is mercy, but yeah, maybe sometimes you don't, you don't deserve it. Or, I mean. We never deserve the mercy, <laughs> but 
That's causeless. That's why it's it's called causeless mercy. Causeless means you don't deserve it, but you get it. So what do we have to do to get the mercy? <clears throat> we have to be open. We have to be receptive. Uh, it's described in, in Bhagavatam, Queen Kunti's prayers, that who who gets the mercy is one who is receptive. As um, Prabhupada writes in that purport, that Krishna is giving his mercy to everyone, but some people are reluctant to accept it. So we have to be open to accept the mercy. Now it may come in different ways. It may not always be the easy path, the happiness. It may become in a, a difficult time. In a difficult time, it might come as mercy, but we think, you know, why, you know, I don't see this as mercy. This is, uh, this is not mercy. But it's actually, everything is, the pure body sees everything. I couldn't see saw everything as mercy. Even the difficult, especially the difficult times. She thought they were the better, better times. Like I, I was reading something yesterday. I'll share it with you from one lady, one of our devotees. Actually, there's two things I could share with you about that. At how in difficulties, yeah, it was the program I gave last night. Um, um, yeah. Well, there was one mother who whose son developed brain tumor, and she said, uh, and she took it as mercy. She and she fo said four lessons she learned from it. The first lesson was humility, because she said um, that. Her son, she's been proud of him since birth. He was brilliant reading at the age of two mm -hmm. and scored high on the college test, three years younger than most. And, and uh, he said, even now I praise him. He's my extension. So basically, he's my, in my pride of my son's gifts, I glorify myself internally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as mothers, we, we can fall into that. You know, our kid, oh, my son is doing this and my son... Right. So, how foolish. Krishna demonstrated to me very clearly, he alone is the origin of any opulence, strength, wealth, beauty, fame, and intelligence. Everything we have are gifts to be used in his service. We were taught the lesson of humility. So she has three more lessons. So, the second lesson was giving up control. <laughs> if you're a mother, that's really hard. As a mom, I think I'm the protector and maintainer of my kids. <clears throat> As parents, we feel compelled to shield them from all danger. But no, I'm not in control. While my body and mind may feel this duty, it's the Supreme Lord who is directly responsible for protecting and maintaining Raju. This eye-opening lesson has taken the burden off my shoulders. Today and every day, I offer my boys, my students, my dependents, and myself to Him. They belong to Him. This offering of control gives relief and peace. As a baby wrapped in a mother's arms and carried close to her, we can feel wrapped in Krishna's arms and carried through these turbulent waves of the material ocean back to his home. So see how she's seeing, as she's learning lessons from, from her difficult times. The third lesson is mortality. 
In the six hours during Braju's surgery, I had to mentally accept the high possibility Krishna wanted to take Braju away from this body, and it would still be okay. Praying to Krishna to keep him in this temporary material condition felt like foolishness in those moments. It would be like deliberately asking for more suffering for him in order to assuage my own attachments. She's saying, you know, just to keep myself happy, mm-hmm. he should suffer <laughs> and stay here in suffering. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, it's heavy lessons. We are not meant to be in these bodies permanently. At that important time of death, of transition, will I be ready? Will my deep attachments from this lifetime call me and call me back? Will my mind be overcome by fear, pain, shock? Or will I be serene and focused on my next steps and on Sri Krishna's names. So then the fourth lesson was loving reciprocation. Sri Krishna has given us a great opportunity to learn these lessons early on in order for proper preparation for the final exam, death. Do not be more preoccupied with the temporary achievements of this one lifetime when eternal blissful life waits patiently. That he arranges these circumstances is actually his greatest sign of love. He wants me more than I can even know, and he wants me to be ready. What a loving benefactor, well-wisher, master, true friend and lover he is to me. How he carefully navigates our lives and gradually gives only what we can handle. With a wall of protection of devotee and family support, I fear him. I really do. The so-called catastrophes shake us out of our ignorant slumber. They opened my eyes and forced me to evaluate what my true heart's desire is, to reside eternally with Shri Prabhupada and the lords of my life, Shri Gornitai, Shri Radhanadava. Mother's realization. I don't know, actually. I found it on somewhere on Facebook, <laughs> and I just copied I said, oh, this is amazing. This was a condensed version because I had a short class. There's even more to it, like more to her. But you got the essence. Yeah, I don't know who wrote it, actually. I did find it on, on Facebook. Somebody shared it, and you know, you share, 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 and you finally you lose who the original, yeah. <laughs> where it came from. <laughs> you share things. So then, um, the other thing I wanted to share with you was. Um, one devotee who was leaving her body in Mayapur, her name is Manarupa. And she was just, she wasn't a famous devotee, she was just a mother with two kids. But she did travel to um, Swami's uh, Polish tour. Her husband was an astrologer, so he would set up his astrology booth. Pralada was his name. So here she is, here he's describing her attitude at the time of leaving her body. Madarupa is so happy and blissful. She said, yesterday, you gave me some many, so many wonderful days, have taken me to the most amazing places in this world, presented me the most loving friends and family. I had so many wonderful times, but this by far is the best time of my life. <laughs> you have saved the best for last. <laughs> She's leaving her body. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, that's something. Then, throughout all this year's struggle with health, she had no pain, even now she doesn't take painkillers. She is fully conscious and in bliss, true samadhi. 
the mind is equipoise and focused in the holy name, form, and pastimes of Sri Krishna. Devotees and Vaishnavis take times to perform kirtan for her in our humble dwelling, so our humble dwelling is full of transcendental sound vibration. She has stopped eating solid food to become more internal and focus on the ultimate goal of human life, go back to Godhead, back to Krishna. Now the Lord's will is prevailing. He's giving her so much love through devotees and friends from around the world. It was, I was following it on Facebook. All these gurus were going to talk to her and chant to her. And, and she really got a lot of mercy. <laughs> and she was seeing it like that too. <clears throat> and then on Akadashi, it was Akadashi <clears throat> during Kirtan Mela in Mayapur, Mangalati time. So she asked her husband, is it an auspicious time for me to leave? He said, yes, he's an astrologer, right? And then she said, are the deities open? He said, yes, and then she left. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, so she wasn't ordinary. She looked like just a simple mother and wife, and, but we don't know who's among us, actually. We don't know who's, who's walking among us. They hide themselves. Um, but it comes out, it can't be hidden. Can't be hidden. <coughs> yeah, that was part of yesterday's presentation. <coughs> Women in Krishna consciousness. Mm -hmm. I was listening to that on Facebook. <laughs> it, oh, did they and record? In the area, it was a live video. Oh, the, yeah, right, they did take it. Also, yeah. Oh, it's on Facebook, yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how how <clears throat> how to get the mercy? See, everything is mercy. <laughs> for step number one. <laughs> See, but don't pray for calamities like Kunti. Don't do that. Don't do that. They will come. You don't have to worry. <laughs> you don't have to pray for it. <laughs> yeah, but you have to see the good. You have to see the good. Well, earlier you said how um, Krishna reciprocates with our friendship just like the fruit seller, right? Right. And, but don't always expect that. Right. There's so many stories that show how Krishna reciprocates, so if we're not meant to expect it, why do we get so many examples of that happening? Yeah. Then, yeah, like with me when I broke my ankle, I, was, I had to cancel my whole Bombay tour because they said for one week you can't walk. So I couldn't, they said you can't travel, so I was, but I was praying, I was thinking, hmm, I got to travel to a USA, I can't go with a cast, it's really too hard, I can't, I'm too old, I can't, you know, this cast is so heavy. And I fell twice with this because I couldn't really handle it. And I was thinking like that, and I was thinking, well, it should be so nice if, if they would just take off this cast. They told me six to eight weeks, right? And so... Um, I was kind of hoping, but I, I, I had, I was think, I was, I was thinking in my mind, I'm going to negotiate with the doctor, okay? Um, <laughs> first of all, in India, it's really hard to see the doctor. First, I got to see, I got to demand to see the doctor, and <laughs> you're lucky if you see the doctor because I wasn't at this ritzy. There's like a, a Hilton hospital there, but I didn't go to that one. Where were you? I was at Maheshwari. Maheshwari, Vrindavan. Yeah, I was in Vrindavan, yeah. There's a, a, another one that's, you know, the Ritz, but I didn't go there. 
<laughs> I thought I'd save money. <laughs> so, yeah, I w anyway, um, so I was thinking, okay, when I see the doctor, I'm going to tell him, this cast is too heavy, can you give me something lighter, or maybe a shoe, a boot, or, you know, I was thinking negotiate, and, and or a boot, or, you know, yeah, something lighter that I can handle better. And, you know, but maybe I could ask him, you know, maybe some, we can find some alternative, maybe. I never, but I was, I was hoping I would take the cast off in one week, but I wasn't really counting on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it happened, you know. It's like, I was, like, really desiring it. That, because I was thinking, how am I going to travel to the USA and... and go up the stairs, you have to go up on your behind and down on your behind. And, yeah, it's like, oh boy. So after a week, it was so amazing. And I did, it was Nityananda's appearance day too, so I prayed to Nityananda. And I said, you know, mm, mm, i got to preach now. This is mm, really hard. <laughs> and so then uh, I fell in Nityananda's appearance day too with my crutches. I said, oh my God, this is really too difficult. And then he sent a walker, and I could walk with a walker somehow. Immediately, some devotee called me after that and said, Oh, we got a walker at the hospice. Would you like? I said, Yeah, bring it over. And then I, I, could, throw, I could walk, actually, after that. I was hopping on one foot, right? And that's why I fell. Going up steps. I was going up steps, hopping yeah. up and down with one foot. I was, they said, Don't walk on this one. So I was hopping on the other one. Uh, and I fell. Uh, so then I went to the house. She was with me. And I went there, and he took another x-ray. Amrita was with me. Took another x-ray, and the doctor said, hmm, let me see your foot. So he was going, <clears throat> moving it, and I had no pain. I said, oh. no pain. He said, okay, you don't need a cast. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah, and I had 200 people praying for me on Facebook, too. Wow. <laughs> So it's okay to desire and pray, but don't don't expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up to yeah. Krishna. Really, yeah. you can do. I did in the Shinga Puja too because that really helps. In Mayapur, in Mayapur, the Shinga day. Not leaving anything to chance there. <laughs> Covering all your bases. Yeah. Well, I I really didn't think it would well, happen. Using your intelligence. But right. it, it, yeah, I mean, I was I was using all the avenues, but that was how you get the mercy, Nishingadev and Nishinanda. So I was praying for mercy so I could preach better, you know. I, I wasn't because I had to leave in three weeks. I broke it in three weeks. My my plane ticket was for USA in three weeks, and I was like, and mm. anyway, yeah. So then I, the miracle happened, and the doctor took another X-ray. He said, "It's not so bad." Show me your foot. And he was doing it all different ways. I didn't feel anything. He said, okay, you don't need a cast. <laughs> and everybody was shocked. And she was trying to tell the doctor, you know, she, she has to be careful. <laughs> I'm retarded. Like and I was like... Protecting you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't having it. No, I was, I was in ecstasy. I was so happy the doctor couldn't refuse. <laughs> I was just so, so, like, in bliss. <laughs> but okay, no cats. You know, after one week, it's like unheard of. 
But I did read, and when I was at my son's house in the natural healing, that um, they say it's better without a cast for these little things. And I found it much better without the cast too. I, I, I had less, much less pain, and mm -hmm. I could walk better and everything better. So, and they told um, who told me Parvati that if, and I was t oh I was taking this homeopathic medicine, which be makes the healing happen in half the time. Uh, <laughs> Symptomac, I think, is the name of it. it, it she had a broken. Anyway, we're getting off the track here, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I took that, and after a week, it was healed enough, so that uh, I could. We should, we should have that on, on hand. Yes. Huh? We should have that medicine on hand. Yeah, yeah. It, it mends bones. It mends bones in half the time. Parvati had mended her broken wrist in three and a half months instead of six, six to eight. So I got that immediately in one week. <laughs> How are you, Krishna? Thank you, Krishna. <laughs> yeah, we have to be grateful to Krishna also, like I said in the beginning, and it, and be grateful for what we have. Don't concentrate on the negative. Be grateful for the things we have, that all the gifts he's given us. Right. So any other... Questions. Just a reflection on that. So yeah. sometimes when we get things we need or want, Krishna's mercy, we're very grateful, and then um, when we don't, yeah. things don't happen. And that you know, to remain grateful, it's kind of easy to say, but not so easy to do. Yeah. And also, you you might be influenced by feelings of well, not worthy or. Yeah. In other words, how do we create a culture where we actually? We got to practice. Failure is okay, or that we don't. We learn. To, we learn to reflect and see. Okay, I could have done something better, but I'm not. It's so personal. Yeah. How do we make that balance? Well, what I find helpful is to practice being grateful. Just practice. To practice, yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Wake up in the morning. Well, for the difficult times, Adi Purush, who I think came here, no? Yeah. He gave us. Huh? The tank is sentences. Did he tell you that? Did he give you that? Thank you, Krishna, for breaking my computer. Because yeah. now I will remember how to write with my thing with my hand. Thank you for breaking my com computer. Because now I won't be on the internet, which is bad association for me. <laughs> so you make a list, like. Yeah. And what I have found, and others have found, in making that list, because I I have used that in my seminars too, is that. Everything turns around, and you and and the computer, like the computer gets fixed. You know, it starts working. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like when you turn your consciousness around to be positive, then everything changes. The whole thing changes, um, and you you have a whole different reaction to things. You have a whole, okay, um, how is this good? How uh, how I can thank Krishna for this? How is this? 
So the exercise is 10 thank yous? Yeah, 10 thank yous, the that's the exercise for the same, for the same problem, for the same difficulty, mm -hmm. right, thank you. This is every day, every day? No, not every day, but whenever, difficulties. whenever difficulties come, of course, that may be every day. Your, your name is Kunti, huh? <laughs> <laughs> is that your experience? <laughs> I don't desire it, so it doesn't come so much. I hope. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm not like the like you know, Kunti where original. she invites. Yeah, um, you don't invite it. Okay, good. Good. I think sometimes, like, it is about our consciousness, but sometimes, like, I, I really do try to practice that gratitude. And um, and have a lot of patience, and knowing that, you know, it, it took a lot of patience for me just to be able to be where I am now. Mm. So imagine what kind of continuation of that path of patience mm. needs to kind of unfold. Great. However, I still like in even I say thank I'm grateful, but can I, and but then sometimes there's still that sense that. Uh, I, I, um, not living up to my potential in my service. And one thing I thought when you were speaking was that somehow any experience of a suffering or a lack of feeling that you're being more fully engaged in devotional service is that there's some mistake in how I'm practicing or how we're practicing Mm. Shastra, Sadhu, and Guru, that there's some lack of surrendering or lack of connection. So that's my insight is that possibly I'm in that, still in that state of I could, I have to do this on my own mm. or something like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, instead of opening myself up to say, although I'm trying to, I am doing that, I'm saying, I can't do this on my own. I can't live alone. I'm a single lady. It just doesn't, it's not sustainable. I'm talking about it, but yet there's still some, I'm seeing that there might be some, still a disconnect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm grateful, it gives me a lot of uh, things, but I, is it okay then to notice that mm, there's some, something can be adjusted? Is that, is that still okay to say I'm grateful? But I think something needs to be tweaked. I'm having a d deeper desire. Mm -hmm. So, is your you are you questioning how to how to how to tweak it? How to, well, <laughs> I don't know if I guess or is it okay to have that feeling. Is it okay to have that feeling that? Mm, yeah, I think that's normal. I don't think I'm supposed to be doing this alone as much as I am. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's I'm normal for normal. for devotees. Is that okay? But it's it's normal to feel that way. Okay. But at the same time, we have to don't dwell on the negative. Yeah, yeah. We have to dwell on what we can do. Mm -hmm. I, was, I just saw such an, an amazing um, thing Ermila shared, one lady who had MS, and she was in the hospital, and they, they just wrote her off, like, okay, just die, you know. <laughs> Because she got blind, she couldn't walk, all, all, only she could move her little finger. But they sent her home, and her 
husband and two small children were there and they were taking really good care. And she thought, okay, let me just concentrate where my health is, my little finger. And she was just moving it, moving it, moving it. And then one day, the second finger started moving. And she was moving the second finger. And then eventually, she was able to eat, she was able to see. She just concentrated where her health was. And she became healthy. She concentrated, where is my health? Where is my health? And, and, and she became, she could see, and the last time she went to the doctor, he said, I only see health in you, in your brain. <laughs> so I found that very inspiring, that you know, we just concentrate on what we can do for Krishna and, and work on that. And expand, and, and expand that. that. Expand. expand that. Mm -hmm. Expand what we can do. And then that will automatically take, take care of what we can't do. <laughs> I, I thought that was an amazing story. So, and, and that has, yeah. I thought about it, you know, I think about it now and I think, yeah, okay, my chanting isn't so good, but let me just try, okay, chanting a little bit more with concentration. And, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, and it has helped me, actually, because I feel like my chanting is not, not very good. So then I said, okay, I'm just going to do a little bit at a time, and I'm going to, okay, I can do this much. Let me just try this much. <laughs> it's a good one, huh? Yes. <laughs> the whole thing is there. On, I, think, I don't think I shared it, but if you, look at, if you go to Ermila's, you might find it, if you go to her page. Her Facebook. I think it was on the post. Was it on? I think Dharma posted it yesterday. Dharma, yeah, somebody shared it. Yeah. But Ramina posted it because I was looking. Yeah, it was. I was trying to find it because I. Yeah, she posted it, I think. And then I couldn't find it on Ramina's page. And then I, oh. then I remembered, oh, Vidarba posted it. it oh, Vidarba posted it? Yeah, it was from 2009. That's when I noticed it. Uh, yeah, yeah, she did it before. But when you were speaking about that, I just remember another great story, you know, inspiration like that. It was about an autistic child mm. who basically, like, was really dysfunctional, like a little child. And, you know, the doctors, she went to so many places to get help for this child, but everybody kind of just said, we can't do anything. He's too dysfunctional. Yeah. And this mother found, you know, this mother just pulled him out of all therapies and everything, and she decided to just take care of this child at home. And then she noticed what what is the one thing that kind of brings life to this child, you know, like excites him and brings life. So every time he's outdoor and he looks at the stars and stuff, he just becomes full of life. And so she just like focused on that and she tried to get him all kinds of books and this and that and you know, field trips and you know, going out and He's an astrophysicist now, <laughs> you know, yeah. and completely functional, you know, yeah. like just very similar. And what, one thing about this lady now, the, uh, she became a foster home for difficult children. So she takes all the autistic, retarded, all the children who have difficulty, she's fostered, she gives them a foster home. Yeah, this was the same woman. Same one, yeah, the same, same one. one. No, yeah, she just. This is a different yeah. story, but you know, it's the same principle. Of, no, the you know, same. Um, finding the one I was talking alive, about. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. yeah. 
And she said she got a three-year-old who had been through 12 foster homes already, and he was just like a blank, and then she brought him to life. And anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, we, can, we can use this in Krishna consciousness. This is something we can take and apply it to our lives. I, I applied it immediately, and I <laughs> helped my chanting. <laughs> so how did you apply No, I, I, I feel like sometimes I feel too tired to chant. I feel like no strength, and then and so then I don't even I just say it in my mind, or then I said no I can also verbalize it I can say it out loud you know it's just like one step <laughs> I'm just like I'm just so exhausted sometimes and I can't get into the chanting and if I do it in the morning I'm fine but if I don't then it's not it's difficult. <laughs> I had another thought as she was speaking, um, you know, just just that, you know, how the mind goes into thinking that I can do better, or, you know, I can, you know, there's always something more I can do, right? And, and that, I was just thinking that there's such a tendency within us to think that it's by my doing or by my qualification in some way that, mm. you know, I'm inviting the mercy. You know, so it kind of reflects on our own, um, that I have to be more qualified in some way, you know. Uh, whereas, you know, the earlier point that you made, it's more about being receptive. Because mm-hmm. Krishna is always wanting to give us mercy. But if I'm thinking that I'm earning that mercy, it's not my qualification. I mean, I'm, I'm inadequate in some way right now. Mm-hmm. I, I have to, like, earn it, right? And, and just in that thinking that I have to earn it, I'm actually blocking Krishna's mercy. Yeah, one time I, that reminds me one time. Yeah, like why we always want to do more for Krishna, but not in a way that, you know, this is going to earn me something. <laughs> it's more about, it's an offering, you know. It's not an earning, but it's an offering. Right. Well, I was just say, I was just saying that you need the two together. It's like you can't do so many things. So then we have to say, well, I need the mercy. I need the help. That I just remembered one time when I felt like that. I can't do this. Like I was supposed to. The, before I started teaching Bhakti Vaibhav course, Shrimad Bhagavatam, I was thinking, I can't do this. This is impossible for me. So I was sitting in Prabhupada Samadhi and I was saying, I can't do this. This is. This. I was looking at Prabhupada. And, and the answer, I got an answer actually, he said, you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it through you. <laughs> I was <just> like, oh, <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that was the answer, I said, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> Sometimes you get answers right away. <laughs> Help. <laughs> yeah, um, or I don't think I can do this. 
Yeah. Feeling. And sometimes it also reminds me a little bit like winter spring or a cloudy day. You know, you have some cloudy moments and then <coughs> and suddenly out of nowhere you'll feel, okay, I can do this. So sometimes when I'm in the cloudy moment, I allow myself to stay in it. Because I know from past experience that I've done this before and I'll be okay. Right now I'm not feeling okay about it, but um, that the sun will come back out again. And I think that's also, sometimes I think, I know I have a tendency to try to you know, come out from the rain rather than sit in, sit with the pain or the struggle or the, mm -hmm. like, um, because I know by the Lord's grace it does pass sometimes and so suddenly I'm feeling okay and I'm like, oh, how am I feeling okay? It's not that I really prayed and I figured out how to feel okay, but it was just like, <laughs> just, you know, breathe in this moment of realizing that you are very tiny and, yeah, exactly. and you are, you know, that moment of humility where you really feel, I'm like this little, the wind can blow me away. Yes. And if I stay with that, then, then it does, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. So I think that for me has helped me as well. Mm -hmm. Just not be afraid of those moments. Yeah, right. We yeah. have to accept it. Okay. I'm confused. I'm bewildered. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right at this moment, it's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. This is how I'm feeling. Okay. Krishna, where are you? <laughs> are you there? <laughs> That's what I do usually when I when I get hit. <laughs> and then sometimes it's a practical thing, like, okay, yeah. I gotta go take rest early. <laughs> yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes it's just like you know, mentally or physically. Yeah, exactly. You have to listen to your body. Of, yeah. Or I need to go for a walk. Or I need to not see anybody for the next <laughs> or, I need to get off the computer. <laughs> so a combination of that kind of Yeah. <laughs> that you were saying that um, if we have some problems, like you've seen in many uh, instances, <coughs> that when we change our consciousness, everything seems fine. Mm -hmm. After Not only everything, but... Like, like you know... The, the, uh, the events change, too. Events change, yeah. Yeah, the events. So, um, I was thinking, mm -hmm. like, um, I, a thought came to me, because there is super soul in everybody's heart, mm. like in our heart, and in everything, you know, because everything... Lord is in everything. So, suppose if we have an if we have some issue going on with our health, if our consciousness mm -hmm. is in the right place, then the super soul guides us. And uh, if we have some issue with uh, anyone, like you know, if we fight, and if we like you know, what happens is like, oh, I'm not going to talk to this person. I'm not going to talk to that person. So, if the super soul, if we just change our consciousness the way we behave towards them. So the super soul in my heart and the same person mm. in their heart will direct mm. them and change mm. the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So is this right what I'm thinking? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. It's, the super soul is there. Yeah. Another way to change, I've heard, to help your relationships when you're having a problem is to pray to super soul in the heart of the other person. Yeah. yeah. Then, you, then at least you're seeing the super soul there. Yes. You know, you're yeah. seeing yeah. the person more spiritually than, you know, might be a problem at the moment mm -hmm. <laughs> to see spiritual. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we do. 
Thank you for such a wonderful thing. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember, I was telling Shamala uh, once when we were driving, I always, whenever I listened to Mother Narayani, like since 2005 or something, like uh, before marriage, and always whenever I attend any seminar or something, I have a punchline which I take away from that lecture. <laughs> and after, for me, that was the Yagya Kundan. Oh, I thought it was only other person. <laughs> no, no, the Yagya Kundan. Yagya Kundan, the altar of sacrificial art. Sacrificial. Sacrificial altar, yeah. It's, like, it's good meditation. It's Radharani. She's our mother. We chant every day to her, Hare. Mm. <laughs> half, half of our mantra is for her. Mm. <laughs> Say a little something about Sita Devi, since tomorrow's her. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've got it right here in my little thing. Narayana is <laughs> <laughs> going to speak. Yeah, so I don't want to. Yeah, I've got a problem tomorrow because I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to do two lectures, right? What? One on seven mothers and one on Sita, or is it just Sita? I mean, what am I supposed you to do? Thirty minutes, darling. So you're gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is. That's what I'm thinking. I could do the whole thing on Sita. I could do thirty minutes on Sita. Oh, that'd be lovely. I mean, because it's it's very rare. But I made Sita this lecture. On Mother's Day. Mm, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so that changes things. Uh. <laughs> We can also I take lunch and then sit with you in the afternoon for a second class. I'm sure no, lots of people would like that. That's right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I got a pack tomorrow. I'm leaving on Monday. Oh, so, yeah. so, so short this time. Okay, yeah, it was good we clarified that. Because <laughs> 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 I was going to give a lecture on the seven mothers uh -huh. for Mother's Day and the lecture on Sita. Well, how, I guess you know, how long would two lectures take? I mean, it could be 30 minutes. That's could. fine. That's what, however you want to work it is fine. Because we like to leave some time for questions and answers. After 30 minutes, people's minds literally, you know, they're I mean, there 30 minutes is okay. Up. I mean, what's my time limit? 30 minutes. Like, 30. we finish oh. by 140. 1.40. Yeah. For, for questions. And, and then you yeah. have 20 minutes for questions and answers. Okay, so I'll, really I'll think, I'll think about it. Now look at, because I do have a 30... I have a lot. I we have more in Sita. Like as it is, what as it stands, it will be more about, um, yeah, her relationship with Ram. I mean, more from Bhagavatam, but there are some parts from Ramayan too. Tell us something sweet. <laughs> something Give us sweet. A sneak preview. Give us a sneak preview. Well, her birth was was really wonderful. Like Radharani, you know, Radharani was found in a lotus flower. Mm -hmm. So um, her father Janaka said once I was performing a sacrifice to please the gods. <laughs> That's what it says in Ramayana. <laughs> in order to get a worthy successor in my line. As the sacrificial ground was being prepared with a golden plowshare, a wonderful child appeared from out of the earth itself. This female child who became known by the name of Sita, grew up in my palace as my daughter. Mm. So that's the birth of Sita. And uh, then he, he had the bow. He, he set the standard Shiva's bow, whoever could um, mm. string, hold and string the bow, will get her. Mm. And of course, Ram did that. Yeah, I mean, if you think, 
I could I should just talk about Sita. Could do that. Yeah. And then but I don't know if that's thirty minutes either. It's, it's big. I guess what I have to do is just do it and watch the time at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You'll probably get the big question about how why did Ram abandon Sita? Sita mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I wasn't going to talk about that. Yeah, I'm saying you mean the question. Yeah, yeah. Because it is well, he well, I mean, the answer that Prabhupada gave, as far as I remember, is that um, he loved his uh, citizens more than his own family. He loved his citizens more, and so for the sake of his citizens, he sacrificed his family. Now that that may be a very difficult. Mm. Uh, he sacrificed to, to I mean, that's that's. Uh, yeah. I have difficulty today. Yeah. Thirty years. <laughs> yeah, but we see that people go to war. You know, soldiers go out and they fight and they sacrifice their whole family. That's they true. they die. They, I mean, even today. Mm -hmm. There's there, who who is yeah. in the army who goes out there, they leave their families, mm -hmm. and they sacrifice for the country. Jitani <coughs> um, so. John gives a lovely example too. He writes about this and he says there's ethical like ethical dilemmas because he had mm. he was a leader and he had some ethical responsibilities of being mm -hmm. a leader. And mm -hmm. He was also yeah. a husband and he had ethical responsibilities mm. for his wife. Who hadn't done anything wrong? Who mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, you mean Ram? Chetan. You're talking about Ram, no? Yeah, Ram, and, and why okay. he asked Sita, and he didn't abandon her, but how why he placed her safely you yeah. know, in the ashram, so right. she was safe. But that was also really preserving, and we see today so much dysfunction when that position isn't honored, that position of leadership yeah. isn't isn't actually really held. Yeah, well, he he, he just had to, to do that, even yeah. if my family. It's an interesting concept, mm -hmm. and when you mentioned like people go to war and basically mm -hmm. say, "Well, I'm going to put my country first before my family," mm -hmm. right? That Kshatriya kingly spirit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the same way. But somehow or other, it's a sensitive topic when it comes mm -hmm. to that. So I think it would be good maybe to reflect on it because I think it will. You know, I, I'd like it to come up as a question. <laughs> well, don't ask it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give this. I'll give the same answer no, as I did. But I can ask you sense, to. You know? can I can you ask you to also give your feedback. Your what you said too. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you answered that. Pro that Prophet said it was a sacrifice. Right? No, I, I said no, he loved his citizens more than yeah. his family. He loved his family, like his children. Right? You love your children sometimes more than your own husband or wife. You, you know, love and the main purpose <coughs> of the. Incarnation was uh, Lord Ram's mm -hmm. incarnation. Main purpose? Yeah. It was to show the example yeah. of, a, of a, how a king should behave. King, yeah. So that, yeah. Was, I mean, that yeah. was his main purpose of incarnation. Yeah. And like yeah. uh, 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 his, um, his wife like helped him in that. Right. Yeah. She didn't like... The thing is also there's another part where Prabhupada said uh, that separation between Sita and Ram is spiritual. It's part of the loving exchange. That's when he was missing her in the forest. But it could be applied here too. That spiritually, there was, they were okay. They were happy. They were having because separation and meeting is part of love. 
in spiritual growth. And that could be another way of looking at it, too. Probably did say that, too, in the prayer part. That I was going to bring up tomorrow. Lakshman didn't appreciate it. Yeah. Lakshman was very upset with her. Mm. That's why he be- he became his elder brother next time. So Krishna would have to listen to him. <laughs> became Balaram. Lakshman didn't appreciate it. Mm-mm. Which is interesting because then it kind of allows us to not appreciate it as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, Lakshman oh, was angry. Gods, so we have to appreciate it. It's all no, no, Lakshman <coughs> was angry. Yeah. Then you can say, actually, I don't like it. I can understand maybe why, yeah. but I don't like it. Lakshman was angry with them. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's a nice point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I I can't promise that I'll bring it up because if I ran out of my thirty minutes, you know, um, that happens later than my thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because I have her entering the fire. <laughs> hey, well, that was the end. The forearm is because we'll all be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get You're good like, questions out there, because otherwise, mm-hmm. Beth keeps... Maybe know, I should do both the lectures, seven mothers. Really surprised. I don't so like controversy. Do, <laughs> but because, see, today we never falls on a Sunday or has been for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still still on the borderline here. Monday, though, today is appearance. It's on Monday. Are you sure? Oh, I thought it was tomorrow. Oh, there you're safe then. No, I'll bring you special after her tomorrow. Okay, so I'll do the half half then, since it's not her appearance day. I'll do seven mothers. She's getting a lot of attention tomorrow. You'll see. She's oh. having a new outfit. <laughs> making a fuss. Okay, so I'll. We're all going to give Sita a bit of fuss. Yeah, no, we will talk about her and also about the seven mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that because I was still hovering on that side. Okay, and mm-hmm. one. One more thing while I have you. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say tomorrow when you're on the bus. Now, Nandi Vindavan asked me to do that. Oh, all these speakers uh, do that. They do that. They do that. Don't do that. No, I never and do that. And then all the heads turn to one. <laughs> no, I, I never now, do that. Now, Nandi Vindavan tells me I don't have a lot of time, and I'm so much to tell you all. Right. It's her fault. Last year, when I went to the Sunday feast, Devamrita Swami was mentioning that. I never say it. I know you don't. I don't like to put blame on others. <laughs> I take responsibility for what I do. <laughs> so I was thinking 15 minutes 
for one and 15 minutes for Sounds the other. Perfect. Like that. Yeah. And if one goes over, then I'll shorten your seat It's okay. Because you know, it's not her appearance to have to roll. Yeah. <laughs> this is a long time. Like these big, powerful TED Talks are 20 minutes, and people say a lot of things. It's, it's, you know. Yeah, it'll so, be like 10, 15 minutes. 10, 15 minutes. Oh, so it's settled. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> yesterday, also, the same thing happened, you know, last night. He said, he told me I have, well, he said, you know, it's, he didn't tell me anything. And then I made the lecture. He says, well, how long is your lecture? 30 minutes. Oh, no, only 20. Mm. I had to condense that and I had to condense the two lectures for tomorrow. <laughs> like, that's all I've been doing. <laughs> now I'm complaining. Okay. <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> Seems like it's, this is happening here in D.C. this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what different things happen in different places I go to. You know, things repeat themselves. Uh, but <laughs> I noticed what's happening here. Yeah, okay, good. I don't have to. There is some time frame. is very particular about the time frame. I mean, of course, no. But then when you, uh, other speakers, like in Mumbai temples also, the lecture, oh. we just go on and on and on. <laughs> like, you know, oh, yeah. one and a half hours, two hours, yeah. I mean, yeah. the speaker. Yeah. And then yeah. people are just leaving, the kids yeah. are just shouting, screaming, and you know. Yeah, yeah, I go half hour to 45 minutes, no yeah. longer. Yeah. Okay, so let's turn off this computer. We're ready for pressure.